Well, welcome back to the Ohio High School Hoops Around the State podcast. Today, um, you're going to get a listen of our fourth and final episode of the 25th anniversary series covering the 1995 state champions. Uh, this has been a, a blast doing this. Uh, started with Zanesville, talked with Seth Martin, uh, then went to Orville uh, and talked to Marcel Denson, who was live from Las Vegas. Uh, and then our last episode, we talked with um, A.J. Granger about the undefeated Finley Liberty Benton Eagles. Uh, got a lot of um, great feedback from um, not just that episode, but all the episodes. But, uh, you know, let's be honest, uh, these shows um, are only as good as the uh, guest that uh, we provide. And the guests have been phenomenal. Uh, they're the ones that you know, live through these uh, great times and uh, 25 years ago. Uh, when I texted uh, the gentleman that will be coming on today, uh, he, he was kind of, kind of surprised. He says, 25 years? Has it been that long? Or, um, but uh, yeah, we're looking forward to today's episode, uh, the last one in, in the series. We're going to talk uh, about the 1995 Cleveland VASJ Vikings. Um, this is the back end of a second back-to-back in five years. Uh, they also won in '94. Uh, they won in '91 in Division One, and then they won in '92 again uh, in Division Two. Uh, and then in '93, um, depends on who you talk to. <laughs> you know, upset by uh, Gerard in the. Um, in the tournament, uh, so they didn't win in '93. They come back and win in '94. Um, they beat Wasi on in '94, and then here in '95 for the episode we're talking about today, they get it done again. Uh, but you know, if you had told somebody at that point in time, because um, the Vikings were probably, probably not. Uh, I don't even know if it would be probably. Uh, the team of the 90s, when you go back and look at what they do uh, in 96, uh, they make it to the regional final and get beat uh, in a three-point game by Orville, who goes on and wins the state championship, uh, their second of two consecutive championships. Uh, 97, they get back to the finals, uh, get beat by a bucket um, by Hamler Patrick Henry, uh, Dale Thomas, I believe, um, if my memory serves me correct, I was there, Upper Deck, St. John Arena, uh, hit a shot at the buzzer uh, that was waved off. Um, so they end up losing that game, I think it was like 63-61 or something like that, uh, to Patrick Henry, the 98. They get beat uh, in the districts by Bedford Chanel, 99. Um Probably the state championship game. They get beat in the district by Bedford Chanel, who go runs away with the state championship that year. And then in coach uh, Ted Kwasniak, who coached this 95 team in his uh, last year, they checked out in the regional final um, to LeBron James and Akron St. Vincent St. Mary's. And that group uh, with Maverick Carter leading the way as a senior and LeBron as a freshman, as you know, St. Vincent, St. Mary's goes on to win the state title. So 
the Vikings had an incredible run in the 90s. But this 95 title that we're talking about today would be their last title until uh, 2013 uh, when Babe Kwasniak, um, Ted's son, uh, led the Vikings to uh, the Division Four state championship and they would win again in 2015 and 2017, playing in five consecutive state finals. So really uh, an incredible run in the 90s. Uh, and then there was kind of a a gap there for championships. I mean, they still made a few runs to uh, the state tournament. I remember in O, I want to say 06, they got beaten in the state finals by O.J. Mayo and Bill Walker. 08, I think they lost in the semis, or yeah, I believe it was the semis to uh, Sugar Creek Garraway. So you know they've they've been back, but uh, there was an 18-year gap there between the O or the 95 and the 2013 championship teams. But uh, we're here to talk about 95 today. Um, also some things, you know, today we found out uh, Governor DeWine uh, is uh, going to close the schools for the year, so we'll just continue on with the remote learning, uh, which means uh, we'll be shutting down spring sports for the year. So the OHSA season is officially concluded. Um, so those last games took part, uh, what would that have been, Wednesday, March 11th. Uh, we had some Division One and Division Three regional semi games that night because the Division Two regional semis never took place because that was on the 12th uh, Thursday night. So the OHSA season officially ended on March 11th this year, and uh, that, that's a whole nother uh, podcast we could get into that but uh, just uh, feel sorry for for the especially the seniors the parents um, and just all the kids involved not just athletics but uh, you know academics band choir concerts all those things graduation just um, just a sad ending to this school year and uh, we'll see how things go um, to start the beginning of next fall, but, uh, you know, I just, we'll wait to see things change day to day and, and week to week, but just, just sad for those kids and parents and everybody involved. So, um, also last night, uh, was the episodes one and two of the last dance featuring the Chicago Bulls, 1997-98, uh, run, which consisted of a lot of other different things as well. In the first two episodes, um, you know, I, I, I liked it. Um, there were some head scratchers, but I, I liked it. Um, and, and I'm hoping uh, if I get my buddy uh, to come on, we could do a kind of a review of the uh, Sunday night episodes of that. Because there will be uh, four more weekends of that where you get two episodes. But one and two... I think the first episode was like 6.3 million viewers and then 5.8 for the second. So just an incredible um, viewership last night for that event. So we'd love to hear your thoughts on that. <laughs> I know it always leads into the Jordan versus James debate and uh, there's all kind of debates, but uh, you know, I guess that's what makes sports great. So but uh, today we are going to talk about the 1995 VASJ Vikings, and the gentleman we're going to bring on, um, 
He was a first-team All-Ohioan in 1995 and 96. Uh, if, if it wasn't for Orville moving up from Division Three to Division Two, a couple things probably would have happened here. Uh, one, this gentleman probably would have been the state player of the year in 96, uh, which Marcel Denson ended up winning from Orville. Uh, and, you know, deservedly so. Um, VASJ probably wins... Uh, a third consecutive state championship if Orville doesn't move up. Uh, but this gentleman played uh, two seasons at Ball State under head coach Ray McCollum. He was also there with assistant Tim Buckley and uh, a guy that you may remember, Jerry Francis, uh, former Columbus Worley standout, Ohio State standout, um, also led Pickerington Central to the 2012 Boys Basketball State Championship. Uh, this guy played with Bonzi Wells uh, at Ball State and also uh, Mitch Hankins, who was from uh, Columbus Beechcroft. So without further ado, let's bring on our guest, uh, the great Jerome Davis. Um, tell our listener, cause you know, some, some of our listeners are younger, some of them, yeah, just all over the spe- uh, spectrum, but you know, a lot of people do remember you, um, whether they're whatever part of the state, because you guys were down in Columbus, um, uh, in 94 and 95, your, you know, yep. your sophomore and, and junior year. Yep. Um, what, what did you, cause I know, you know, you, you guys come back, you're a junior dominated team. You come back in 96 with uh, a lot of seniors on that team, but end up running into Orville there in the regional final yep. uh, and they get you in a close game, you know, no doubt, probably the two best teams in the state of Ohio uh, mm-hmm. that year, uh, which happened to Joe's a lot uh, where, you know, whether it was <laughs> Chanel or, or whomever. Right. Um, right. What, what did you do? I know you went to Ball State, but what, what did that look like after you had graduated from Joe's? What what did what did you do after that? Yeah, so I I played at Ball State. Um, I think I played there from ninety six to maybe ninety nine. Um, you know, ended up transferring to Slippery Rock. Okay, which was a Division two. So mm-hmm. obviously, Ball State was Division one. Slippery Rock was Division Two. I finished off there, you know, tried my hand, you know, overseas, you know, just for a little bit. Um, that didn't really pan out. Um, so we came on back home, finished up, and, and obviously started working. But, you know, I, I you know, I had a couple good years down at down at Ball State. Um ended up having some better years. Obviously it was a different division um over at, at Slippery Rock, but um you know, I think I was all PSAC for a year, which was the conference they were in. Um, but, at, you know, at Ball State, I played with, you know, a guy by the name of Bonzi Wells. A mm-hmm. um, couple played against Earl Boykins, Wally Zerbiak. Um, yeah, you you were there when the Mac was hot. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, yeah, it, it was, it was, right? It's, it's, it's a lot different than what it, I guess it's not bad now, but. It was definitely hot. You know, we, we were, um, 
you know, I think we went to the NIT one year. Um, got left out, in my opinion, you know, another year of the NCAA. Um, but yeah, we were hot, man. Um, it was a good, it was a, it was a good time. It was, a, it was, it was definitely a good run, you know, and, 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 um, I, I tell you though, it, it was, it was a, it was a transition for me because, you know, here in Ohio, I like to say, though it may not be the case anymore back then or right when, like I was coming out, you know, it, it seemed like we lagged a little bit behind you mm-hmm. know, from a, um, position perspective and i mean hey i'm six five right coming out of high school i'm playing the you know the four and five roles you know because of aau maybe i'm getting a little bit more exposure to the wing but you know obviously when i went to ball state it was you know it was primarily wing right um you know with with some posts so a little bit of an adjustment there but um it was a good experience man It it was it was a good time we had a good team good run so a lot of work a lot of hard work and one of your assistants there actually brought us a state championship here at uh, Pickerington Central High School, Jerry Francis. Uh, oh yeah, I believe he was one of your assistants when you played at Ball State, correct? Yeah, for for um, I think at least a year. Yeah, I think um, I think he might have been there the first year you were there. Yeah, um, he's bounced around everywhere. Yeah, so he was he was there. Then he I think he went to Houston, maybe when um. He actually, you're gonna find this. You're gonna find you're gonna find this hard to believe, but he was actually um, the last couple years. He's been in Houston um, selling cars. No. (laughs) Yeah. uh, So his son, his son plays at the University of North Carolina. Um, Really? Yeah. His son Jeremiah actually led um, our high school down here uh, to the. State um, champ, uh, state final four as a sophomore, and then got hurt right before his uh, junior season, and actually never played another high school game after that. Uh, had a couple of knee surgeries, and then went down to North Carolina this year as a freshman, um, and got a lot of, of playing time because they had a lot of injuries. Cole Anthony went down with an injury, and right, uh, he got oh, to he got to that. step in. So. His his last real playing experience was a sophomore in high school to playing uh, a starting role in the ACC. Um, but yeah, Jerry Jerry had been living in Houston um, after he left Pickerington. Um, he had he had a few health issues there um, at the end of his coaching run there in Pickerington. Did he really? Yeah, um, but uh, you know I think he's doing well now, and uh, he's. Uh, uh, he was selling cars the last time I, I, I know, but I think he wanted to get um, closer to to Jeremiah in in North Carolina. But yeah, he's he's been he's been a little bit of everywhere. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. you telling me? I'm thinking like, man, I gotta reach out to him. Um, yeah, I know he was. So he got out of coaching. Huh? Yeah, he um, he got out of coaching. Yep. Wow. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then, and then he got uh, you know when his kid was was younger, um, he he you know he was traveling around uh, all the he was playing for all Ohio and he was traveling around all the younger tournaments all over the country and uh, you know then he took that job, um, you know yeah. probably three three four years before Jeremiah got in high school but he had a kid 
um, at Pickerington Central named Karis Levert, who you probably know. He plays for the New Jersey Nets. Oh, yeah. Um, and he uh, he was the kind of the main guy on that 2012 team. And then uh, Jay Sean Tate, who played yeah. Ohio State, was on oh, that Oh, they were loaded. So, yeah, so Jer- Jerry Jerry had himself uh, some talent there. Uh, at Pickerington when he was when he was there, but uh, I'm sure he'd love to yeah, hear from I'm a, you. I'm gonna reach him out. I'm, I'm definitely gonna reach out to him. What's <laughs> going on? Oh, wow. Well, Jerome at at St. Joe's, you guys historically, uh, for as long as I can remember, your your regular season schedule uh, was anything but mm-hmm. soft. Um, and you look at and you look at this. Uh, your junior season there is 94, 95 yep. season. Uh, you guys finished 22 and five. Um, and, and we'll go through some of these uh, significant regular season games. Um, but the season starts out, you know, ironically um, in a, an event. Um, what is this called? The high school tip off classic at yep. Gun arena. Uh, 7,000, uh, according to Zick Dick Zunt from the Plain Dealer, uh, 7,457 on hand to witness this uh, double header. And ironically, uh, the game before you guys was Euclid uh, against St. Ignatius, a game Euclid would win. Um, and the ironic part is, is one of your former teammates was – Starring for Euclid. Oh yeah, M- M- Mel Levitt, huh? He was on that team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't even remember that game. If you hadn't told me it was a double header, I, I, yeah. I, Kirk, I literally do not remember that game. Wow. Um, wow. Okay. I know it was it was packed. Um, you know, even for the for seven thousand for the guy, it felt like it was it was packed. But yeah, that was an exciting way to kick it off. Um, the crazy thing to me, Jerome, was when you think about Ohio and when you're starting in uh, late November, early December, that first weekend of the season, you're still talking about Ohio. So you're talking football, you know, season is is getting right into the mm-hmm. heart of, you know, when things matter. And for 7,000 plus to attend this event, you know, you guys are up against in a showcase game against Cleveland Heights, who ends up, you know, making it all the way to the state final, loses a tough game in yep. overtime. Which you guys beat Cleveland Heights that day, 67 yep. You had you had twenty four, fifteen, and four assists. You were player of the game. Uh, Damon Stringer uh, on the other side of things for Cleveland Heights had twenty four. You remember anything about that? that yeah, game? so there's a there, yeah, there's a couple things actually. Um, I remember the hype going into that game. And, you know, what's funny is coming off that season prior, you know, obviously, you know, we had Melv Levitt um, and Ricardo, Crum- Ricardo Crumble, um, who's my age group, had both transitioned down to Oak Hill Academy to play. Um, Ricardo stayed, Melvin came back. But, you know, so folks, I, I think, underestimated us. You know, not just that going into that game, um, you know, but for the year. And, you know, I remember going into that now, now with, because of AAU, obviously Damon Stringer, Jeremy Holmes, Keith Allen, who was also on that team, we all played together on the same team, you know, so they, they, mm-hmm. they there were some folks on my team that uh, was in the younger 
group of, of Carroll Athletic Club. So, you know, they kind of knew we had a little bit more weapons than maybe what the public knew. But there was a lot of hype going into that game and, you know, a lot of talking over the summer. And, and so it, it was really cool. Um, and I do remember, you know, a ton of folks, a ton of energy. Parents were in it. Um, you know, it, it, it was a close game throughout. Um, and, and I'll say that game, like, kicked off our season. Um, I don't remember who those five losses are to, um, but I would say, you know, after that that game, you know, we, we had one goal, and that goal was to go all the way to the state championship. Now, the funny thing, Kirk, too, um, and I, I tell everyone this story, by the way, so that, that, that most valuable player plaque that I received, to this day, you know, there was a name on that plaque when they gave it to me. By the way, that 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 name was Damon Stringer that was on that plaque. <laughs> and so, and so when they gave it to me, they said they were going to send me an updated plaque, um, you know. And and obviously, I never got that. <laughs> I, I never received that plaque um, or that that name uh, plate, if you will. But I, I thought that was funny, so uh-huh. I always tell that story. Um, you know, it, it, it was it was funny, but yeah, no, I, it, it's. I remember that game. I remember some of the plays. I mean, a lot of energy. And, and we just, you know, the, the thing we, you know, we had a good team, man. Like, um, you know, the guards, Bernard Scott, Luke Dodovic, TJ Kwasniak. So, Babe's younger brother, you know, played on that team. Then we had me and Dale Thomas, um, which were forces, right? Dale Thomas ended up going to Middle Tennessee. You know, he played there. And then he played at Clarion, which is in the same conference as Slippery Rock. So, you know, ended up seeing him and Keith Allen a little bit down the road. But, you know, we for a high school team, we were pretty loaded um, in what it takes to win in high school basketball of a, of a good team, athletes, you know, good sound. But, yeah, that, that was an exciting game, one of the ones I do remember from my career. Maybe you could give, give us a little bit more insight to this. Now, you know, it's crazy to think you, you lose a, a, a player like Mel Levitt, um, and then a player like Crumble, who both venture down to Oak Hill. Crumble, like you mentioned, Crumble stays. Uh, Mel mm-hmm. comes back and ends up at Euclid. What was what was it that led those two guys down there? Yeah, so I I think right it, it was um you know opportunity to to continue to grow in basketball. You know, I actually talked to Ricardo mm-hmm. a lot. Um, you know, Ricardo's one of my, my, my best friends today. Um, but even back then, you know, I even considered joining them for a, a small <laughs> – I, I don't know what's, what's less than like a mini-second. Um, you know, but no, I, it's, I didn't think about that. But I, I think it was, um, you know, greater – you know, more than – less than it is now, but – you know, a greater focus on basketball, playing against greater competition. I think Ron Mercer was on that team at the time. Um, and there was, mm-hmm. I think, even Steven Jackson was on that team. Um, so there was a couple folks that I know attracted, you know, Melvin, you know, from a wing perspective. And I, I think the bigs they had on the team that didn't necessarily go pro at the time, you know, from a Ricardo Crumble perspective. But I think it was, it was the um, attraction to – you know, a, a basketball powerhouse, a little different than ours, because I would consider us a basketball powerhouse definitely at that at that time, but a national basketball powerhouse where you had, you know, 
you know, A level, A top tier Division One schools in all their games, right? Following, um, you know, the practices were considered high level, you know, and, and, and so at that time, right, all of us have aspirations of going pro, right, and, and, and trying to figure <laughs> out what it takes to get there and what we need to do, you know. So I think that was a step, you know, to, you know, have 100% focus on basketball for both of those guys, but to also face, you know, you know, some of the fiercest competition, if not the fiercest in the country. Um, and so I think that's what took them there. Right, is 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 another challenge, and, a, and then the challenge to get better. Yeah, for for my younger listeners out there, you got to put yourself in, in perspective of the of the time frame here. In, in that ninety four ninety five range, you're not talking about a social media uh, era where expo you know bad players now are getting exposure. Um, back then, you know it was more of a benefit if you did go and play um, at a place yeah. like that more so than it is today, because people weren't seeing you as much as readily as they can now, whether it's through YouTube, online, social media, however, and then also, um, you know, in, in that time frame, you're looking at Oak Hill Academy. Now that you've got several of these schools that are, powerhouse prep schools or just you know but oak hill then was they were the show. they were um if you if you went there um you know you you were legit um and you know and especially if you yep. got on the floor yep. for them uh same guy steve smith same guy still there today <laughs> Is he still there um yeah, he's still there. Um, you know, you don't age as fast and stress as much when you got yeah, the best those kind of players. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it's just you kind of got to frame it up, uh, especially for the younger listeners who, you know, they know Oak Hill and they know it's it's a good basketball school, but then it was the school if you were going to choose that route. So, regardless, you guys move forward. Um, without yep. them, you pr- you proved to everybody right out of the gates that mm-hmm. you're not going anywhere uh, with the win over Cleveland Heights. Um, I talked to um, Coach yeah. Kwasniak, Ted, uh, and I, I just wanted to get a couple of his yeah. thoughts on that season. And he's always he's always uh, <laughs> you know he's he's always pretty pretty good about remembering things, and he he uh, he has an interesting way of, of expressing things, but. Uh, he said one of the games that make, makes him smile still to this day was uh, an early season win over Cleveland St. Ignatius. You guys beat them 70 to 55. You had a big uh, third quarter run there. You had 19 and uh, Bernard Scott had 16, but they had a nice little uh, combination there with uh, Tommy Fox and, and Mark Dentman uh, with some size. Um, and then they would sneak up on you later in the season uh, and return mm-hmm. the favor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, um, I remember Tom Fox, um, just because I, I remember him from um, grade school as well. I mean, we can take this thing back, CYO Catholic Catholic League, but um, yeah, that 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 St. Macy's was definitely a rival. Um, you know, still is to this day, and and those were were good battles. You know, on the hardwood on the on the basketball court, but. Um, again, like Cleveland Heights, you know, um, 
you know, probably next to Cleveland Heights, who we played on an annual annual basis, um, you know, St. Nations was that rival. Um, and those games were always pretty close. Um, you know, I remember the game at, at their place was exciting. Um, you know, I remember the one at our place. So I, I think we won on their floor, and then they won of ours, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, okay. Um, you are correct. Yeah, and um, yeah, it, it, it was funny. Like, um, I didn't re- remember winning by that much on their floor, but um, no matter how their team, like what the talent level looked like, you know, you know how those rivalry games are, right? It was just always tough. It was oh, just absolutely. always tough for whatever reason. And and I remember not having the best game at home against them. Like that that even all this time later, I think we you know, when we were chatting, we were talking about what was it? What is it, thirty years, twenty five, something like that? God Twenty five. Um, yeah. yeah, I, I do remember not <laughs> having like I remember that Oreoville game, right? Uh, but I remember um not having the best game against them. Great game on their floor, uh, but not the best game at, at home against them. But they were always tough. They were always tough. Yeah. Looking at some of these, uh, you, you guys uh, mentioned you, you lost just five games, and when you play the meat grinder schedule that you um, play, you know you're gonna you're gonna have nights like that. Um, you guys lose to uh, what is this Joliet Independent uh-huh. out of Illinois. Um, you lose a tough game to Cub Catholic, uh, fifth, Covington Catholic, 59-56. I think that was in a tournament down wow. in Columbus. I remember that one, yeah. Um, you guys, as you mentioned, you you lose 61-59 mm-hmm. to St. Ignatius. Uh, 91-84 late in the season to Canton McKinley, who was a really good team as well. And then you close the season with a loss that year. Uh Last game of the regular season to Youngstown Rayon, uh, 74-62. So those were your, your five losses on the year. Obviously, all those teams are were pretty quality yeah. opponents. Yeah, you, you know, the, the, the one thing that, um, as, as you share that, um, the Youngstown game, I, I remember for whatever reason, that, that I hadn't heard that name until you said that, right, like 25 years later. Um, for whatever reason, that loss stung for some reason. Um, and I, I don't know if, you know, what our record was down the stretch as we're, we're speaking here, but I, I remember feeling n- not, not that any loss is good, but particularly that loss for whatever reason. And that was on the road, right, I, I think. Um, yeah. So, yep. Wow. Um, I, I don't think we played good at all that game for whatever reason. I, I don't know why that's that's – that's hitting me right now when you when you brought that up i just remember though we were not in a good place um you know coming out of that game for some reason we just did not play good um obviously we found a way to turn it around and turn it on but you know <laughs> it's funny you say that game that like yeah that yeah. Hmm, we did not play well that game i also remember the game in chicago um that was in chicago right the um i think it was mm-hmm. Juliet, right okay um Another close, and that was close. Yeah, we played well. That was a good team. That was a solid, solid team. Um, but I think for the most part, Kurt, we, we had decent um, losses, I would say, to your point. Um, you know, I, I think it's also important to say, like, I, I don't think what's, what can't get lost on this um, is, you know, I was on that varsity team, I think, the year prior. 
I think Luke Dodovic, you know, may have dressed. No one else was on that team, right? Um, no one else. You right. know, everyone else was either JV or freshman, if, if I recall correctly here. Um, yeah, we had Brian Sopko on that team. Yeah. And so, I mean, we had, we, you know, and, and I, I think we have to really bring that home. You mentioned earlier, like, young listeners. And, you know, when you get an opportunity, um, which I consider that an opportunity, right? We, we had two folks that definitely would have helped us continue to dominate. You know, but you, you had a team full of hungry folks, of which the majority of that team, you know, either played freshman or JV the year prior, joined, and we didn't miss a beat, right? And, and you know, didn't have necessarily that varsity experience. You know, of course, I played, you know, and I played even down in Columbus that year prior. But, you know, I think it's important to note, you know, that we essentially had a team you know, we had pretty much a new varsity team, right? It, it, it's though we had some juniors on that team, most didn't play varsity the year prior. You know, so I, I think it's important right. to note that. And maybe you saw that. You know, as I'm as I'm thinking through some of these losses, some of these games that I would consider teams that maybe everyone says this, but you know, losing the teams we shouldn't lose to, um, particularly that Youngstown team. Although I don't want to <laughs> probably feel a little differently. Um, you know, but. You know, I'm just yeah, thinking of yeah. some of those losses, even the Ignatius game at home. You know, how do we, you know, lose that game? And, and probably, you know, obviously we won the Cleveland Heights in the opener. Um, you know, but we probably struggled a little bit being up and down and, um, you know, maybe struggled with with um, maybe bringing the type of energy we needed to bring on a consistent basis. You know, as I think back and, and think about some of the frustrations we had in, in some of those games. Um, you know, we were still learning, you know, how to, believe it or not, um, you know, maybe how to learning how to still finish out a game and, and you know, play at that level, um, you know, as the, as the bulk of the team, you know, really wasn't on that team. But I, I think it goes to show, though, Kurt, that, that um, you know, when you, get your, when you get the opportunity, right, you got to take it, right, and, and take the bull by the horns and, and get out there, do your thing, and find a way to win. So, um I thought it was important to make that note, at least on the team. Yeah, you, you spoke about the the loss on January 27th. You lose to Ignatius by two. And that was actually your first loss to an Iowa team since January 7th of 1994. Oh, wow. So, you know, over a year had passed since you had lost, and that was uh, to Kent McKinley uh, your sophomore year. But I wanted to talk about, uh, because there were some great quotes uh, from this game. And, uh, you know, I know, I, know, I know Ted pretty, pretty well now uh, through, you know, getting to know Babe yeah. uh, over the years. But um, you, you guys play uh, an up-and-coming program, uh, uh, Lakewood St. Ed's, and you, you beat them. Yep. 67-64. Now, for, again, for my young listeners out there, you know, Lakewood St. Ed's hadn't quite. They you know, were. They were climbing the mountain they were. at this point in time. You know, this wasn't. You know, they're there now. So, you know, Eddie Dwyer, uh, old uh, plane dealer uh, writer, on January twenty second of ninety five, uh, has some great quotes in here. Um, Kwasniak said, uh, following your sixty seven sixty four win. 
they're an up and coming program, but we are still kings of the hill. Uh, after his Vikings <laughs> held off St. Edwards 67-64 last night in a non-league game. We are not ready to die yet. Uh, and I thought that was, uh, you know, th- those are the kind of quotes um, you don't oh, really right. see anymore. A-, a lot of the stuff you see now, yeah, a lot of the stuff yeah. you see now is more cookie cutter. You know, th- these guys back in that era had, uh, yeah. char- yeah. you know, there was a lot of characters uh, back in that <laughs> era. Um and Ted, Ted was one of them. Uh, you know, I thought that comment was great. And uh, so you guys are playing Eds. Um, their head, new head coach, Greg Zimmerman, who had come over from Indian Valley, had some great success over there. Um, so this year um, was actually the year before they would, after this year, they would make a three-year run to the state tournament and then cap it off with a 98 state championship, actually beating Ignatius in the finals. Um, you had 19 points in this game, but kind of the story in this game, um, Ed's decided to promote a young big man up from the JV team. Uh, and Sam Clancy had himself a, a pretty good game as a freshman, uh, 17 points. Uh, this was a game you guys actually trailed 51, 47 going into the fourth. Um, but you would get your 18th straight win, um, over the course of the past two years. Uh, and this is a class, this is another classic uh, Ted Kwasniak here. He said, we had our three, um, our three division one guys out in the final minute and we still survived. All right. Uh, Ted yeah. Kwasniak so said. That, that so that game, uh, I remember that game. Yeah. Um, like that, there's a couple games that stick out and that's one. Now, part of it, Kurt, so when he says like, you know, three of us were out, I think two filed out, and then I left because I, I received an elbow, and yeah, 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 that's, that's right. Yeah, he, I, I think he mentioned like, that. Now you know how it is. I wanted to go back in; they wouldn't let me. Um, you know, so I did end up out. But yeah, I remember right. I I remember Sam. I didn't remember he was a, a freshman. Um, I think didn't it was I can't remember. Damian uh, Miller was on that team before he went to Glenville. You're right. Yep. I don't remember if Steve Logan played up. I think he did. Um, I know, I know yeah, Gino, Gino Bartolone was on that team. That was a good team. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a good team. Then they had a, another guy that was a little older. But I remember that. Now, that game was pumped up. Like, um, and, and, and it was it was a hard-fought game. The, 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 other, the, the only other game I can remember comparing to that is, like, Benedictine when we get into the playoffs. But, like um, – and when Dale broke the, mm-hmm. uh, Dale Thomas broke the backboard, but um, I feel like there was a delay in this <laughs> game too. To I think Dale did something to the rim in in this game too. He maybe didn't break the backboard, but yeah. So I, I remember, um, and I remember Sam Clancy. Um, that 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 was a talented team. I don't, I don't remember how far they went. Um, obviously, I know as years went on, did they win a state or? Okay. Yeah, they did. They ended up they they went uh, to Columbus uh, from '96 <laughs> to '98, and then they fin- okay. finally That's won awesome. it in '98. That's so awesome. That just shows you. Yeah, but shows I, you how I, you hard know, it is I to do it. You know, Coach Quaz is um, um, the dad. That is right. I appreciate his quote, right? Because you know they were up and coming. Um, you know, they obviously had some talent. You know, um, you know a lot of those folks like Steve Logan, Damian Miller. 
they played on our Carroll Athletic Club younger team. You know, so we were scrimmage and, and different things all the time. So that's what's so funny. Like, we, we you know, all the kids knew each other, right, um, back then, like they probably do now even more with social media and, and the way AAU has, has emerged. But um, I remember that game, Pump. I remember my eye. I still have the scar over the eye. Um, you know, because, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do. And I see it every day. <laughs> um yeah, but that it, it's that was a close game. I, I remember being nervous uh, about that game, you know, particularly because I couldn't go back in, um, and we had two folks that had fouled out. Um, I knew for sure Bernard Scott had fouled out. I didn't remember it being another guy. So, um, I like. Yeah, I think I think Sheller Harrison oh, Scheller fouled out as well. Yeah, Sheller Sheller was uh, oh, wow. was a senior on that team, okay. right? Yeah, yeah. Kid, he I came know, over yeah, from Hudson, correct? On, yeah. Um, I didn't remember him being on that that team when I was a junior. Was he? A, yeah. Holy smokes! Yeah, Scheller he was. was was kind of a bruiser. Yeah, and he averaged like he averaged like thirty <laughs> when he was out. In, um, I can't remember where did he come from. Uh, uh, Hudson. Yeah, yeah he, he was out, like thirty out, out, out there. Hudson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, that was a good. Thing. Yeah, that that was. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you brought that game up, man. It, it's it's funny because Thomas, you know, we'll we'll talk from time to time, and you know, we'll talk about that game, and um, you know, I, I remember the highlights. I think I still have the VHS tape, um, the news highlights with that, and you know, it's it's so when when I when I caught that elbow to the eye, I'm just gonna say this right. There was a guy, and I forget his name. He was the foreman that dunked, and I couldn't see. But I got teased about that dunk because I was standing kind of in the way for, like, the rest of the season. And, and Dale <laughs> Thomas will still bring that up. Um, but when I got that elbow, I literally could not see Kirk. And, and the guy dunked the ball. But, um, yeah, yeah, that was, that was a – wow. Wow, I'm glad you brought that game up. Remember that game. Now, when you say, you know, and I know it's still, you know, probably more so amplified today, but, you know, all you guys up in that area, especially the, the, oh, yeah. the better players, know each other from summer ball, travel ball, whatever it may be. Was there any other school in consideration uh, before you chose to go to, to Joe's? Yeah, or it, was it, it was always going to be Joe's? Um, and so it's, I appreciate okay. you asking that because I, I have a little family heritage with Joe's. Um, my uncle, Phil Williams, Philip Williams played, he was a two guard on Clark mm-hmm. Kellogg's team. Um, and so I don't know if they, yeah, yeah okay. I don't know if they came Did up not know that. year, you know, but they still talk to this day, you know, the whole happy birthday text and that, those kinds of things, you know, Merry Christmas holidays, you know, because <laughs> yeah. my, my uncle always gets excited, right, when he gets those texts from Clark. But um, yeah, so he, he kicked it off. Um, and he was the two guard on those teams. And then I had my um, cousin, um, Bill Bats, William Bats. I don't know if that rings a bell. Okay. So he played. He was yeah, 16, yeah. Um, went to Virginia, ACC, played with Danny Ferry. You know, so he played there. Um, and, you know, and so outside of that, I mean, I had some other cousins that played, but, like, um, call it, you know, high-level um, players, you know. So really it was only – 
two places really and, and Joe's was the leader and then I had a lot of um, you know I went to St. Louis um, which is now closed over in Cleveland Heights and a lot of players from that team went to St. Ignatius and then we had a couple go to Benedictine um, and so really it was always Ignatius or Joe's but that family I had that family tie right um, you know and so obviously it was it was really at the end of the day only one place for me to go so uh, but but we did consider Ignatius. We did. What what was your uh, what was your home? It would have been Shaw High School District, Jerome. And they were loaded at the time. Okay, yeah. So I, I lived right on the. Um, I don't know how familiar you are with the area. I live right on the border of like Cleveland Heights and East Cleveland. But um, yeah, so Shaw High School. Okay, loaded, yeah, right. I don't know. You, you had Stephen Bowie, um, Boss. You know Fakir. Um, you know, Corey Taylor, um, Rashad Goggins. I mean, they were loaded, you know. Um, and, and so I used to, I, I used to play open gym with those guys all the time. And then you had folks that, you know, um, guy played for the Utah Jazz at the time. I think it was Roosevelt Wallace who was coming back home. I don't know if you, you know him. Um, big dude played behind Carmelo for the Jazz and for, I don't know, a year or two mm-hmm. with Arkansas, but. Yeah, I used to go there a lot um, and play like um, open gyms and practice and, you know, but yeah, that, that, that was the home public school. Well, let's move into the tournament. Uh, not, not a whole lot to say about your opener. You beat West Giaga 81-57. Uh, then you beat Ashtabula Edgewood 72-45, setting up um, – district final game with Cleveland Benedictine uh, on March 12th of 1995. Um, Benny uh, in the district semis, you know, they did not have uh, an easy game. They, they were playing uh, according to the AP poll, the number two team in a state uh, Conneaut uh, who they would beat by a single point. Uh, that Conneaut team was really good. They had three, uh, 1,000 point scores on that team led okay. by uh, head coach Kent Houston, who was the co coach of the year that year. But Benedictine uh, slipped by them, uh, and you guys, you know, roll Edgewood. So uh, a little bit of a different story of you guys meeting in the district final, how they got there and how you got there. Um, that Conneaut team actually only lost one regular season game in two years. Um, so that senior class, so pretty impressive win for a, a good Benedictine team that you would get uh, into a game with here in the district final. Yeah, uh, and this was a, a classic. Uh, you got you guys win 98-91 in overtime. Um, so I got to ask you, uh, Kevin Coffee and Tim Cheatwood were having yeah. really good games for Benedictine. Both had sixteen. Uh, Coffee fouls out with 126 okay. to play in regulation. Uh, Cheatwood fouls out with 47 seconds to play in regulation. Uh, and then you guys end up going <laughs> on a 17 to yeah. six run. Uh, or ben, ben, Benny goes on a 17 to six run to take a 66 58 lead. So you guys are oh, down by wow. eight in yeah. the fourth, early in the fourth quarter. And, and then you had mentioned this. Um, there's a 75-minute delay in the second half because uh, Dale Thomas, who was a sophomore on this team, shatters the glass. 
Um, and if, if no. you can correct me, but no. this isn't the first time he had done this. Uh, <laughs> so 75 minute delay. Um, do you, do you remember just the, you know, yeah, like our, that whole I remember situation? Being a very tough game. Um, next to Ed's, which is why I referenced that game. Um, I remember being nervous. Um, and I, for some reason, I remember Bernard Scott having a heck of a game. Um, okay, okay, and, and he sure and did bringing us back. Actually, <laughs> I, I just remember that hitting threes, maybe. But um, yeah, I remember when Dale broke broke the glass. I don't even think it. In my opinion, I don't even think he dunked it that hard. Um, but in fact, it might have been a tip dunk at that. Um, but I, I do remember him breaking it. Us being pumped. I do not remember it being 75-minute delay um, because I would say that gave us a little bit of momentum. But with 70, <laughs> with a 75-minute delay, I imagine um, – <laughs> God, Lee. Yeah, that's like a day that's off. A um, <laughs> no, but, but you know, the, the – what quarter did that happen in, Kurt? If, if, I don't know if you have the notes. Uh, I'm, assu- okay. I'm assuming um, it was the third. Quarter. You know, I, it's I, you know, there's yeah. a couple points that I, I can remember. Obviously, I, I remember being nervous. I remember Bernard's being very thankful for Bernard Scott um, in that game and after that game. And, and I remember obviously Dale breaking the glass. Um, you know, I, I, I knew Kevin Coffey and Tim Cheatwood, um, you know, pretty good. Actually, we're going to know, you know, um, to know Tim Cheatwood better. You know, after that game, he also so funny. Also played for the younger, um, if not Carroll Athletic Club, for Mike Duncan's younger team. I can't remember which one it was. Um, you know, and and I just remember that just being a tough game. Um, you know, pumped, excited. You know, the one thing that the, the takeaway though, I can remember being nervous, um, and that you know it it, it seemed like. Um, you know, it's it's is like things weren't going our way, and then I feel like Bernard Scott just caught fire. I, I don't know why that's the that that and Dale breaking the backboard are the only things I I can remember from that game. Um, I don't even remember how I played to be honest. Um, yeah. Well, let me let me uh, say that you uh, apparently you nerved your way to no way. thirty points and ten <laughs> rebounds that night. Yeah, yeah, but you you know, it, it, it may it may not be surprising that you you didn't because Bernard oh, did that, okay. so he he had okay. thirty as well. Yeah. Um. So, you know, you you might expect you to end up with numbers, you know, somewhere around that. But you know, for Bernard wow. to to drop thirty like that, uh, in, in such a big spot because you guys outscored him, uh. You know, without coffee and Cheatwood, I'm, I'm yeah. assuming they were kind of dead in the water in overtime. Left. Um, yeah. You outscored them 16-9. You had okay. seven okay. points and four rebounds in overtime, and, okay. and Bernard had seven as well. Dale Thomas finished with 15, and Scheller Harrison added 12. <laughs> Scheller actually fouled out. Uh, Wait, game. I think there's a, there's a theme. <laughs> but, you know, the crazy – there's kind of a theme there, but you know the crazy crazy thing is um, Benedictine actually shot 58 percent from the field in this game, and they were 13 of 15 at the line. But you guys shot 52 percent from the field, which was not uncommon for you guys because yeah. you you know you made your do there in the paint. Uh, but this was kind of a 
something I noticed uh, as the tournament progressed, uh, oh. you guys were 29 of 42 at the line. Your foul shooting as the tournament progressed, especially wow. on into Columbus, um, you know, it, it was kind of amazing that you uh, overcame some of that free throw shooting, I- you know. So, but you guys always appeared to shoot the ball from the field really well. And, and I'm assuming that is because you guys were taking very yeah, and, uh, and, high percentage um, shots. Wow, I'm surprised at that number. I really am. And, you know, I, I know I was pretty decent, I think, from the free throw line. If I remember right, maybe Dell and Scheller, um, um, maybe not as good. But, wow, that surprises me. Wow. 29 of 42 in that Benedictine game. Wow. Yeah, wait, you know, I can't wait to <laughs> when we talk about the uh the state tournament. Yeah, I think I think you know you're gonna be uh wow you're gonna be surprised at some of the numbers wow. there. Um now you guys so you guys win this one, you get past Benny, and then you get a a much anticipated, I'm assuming from a fan standpoint, game against Twinsburg Chamberlain. Uh, in the regional semis, this game is at uh, okay. Rhodes Arena there at the University of Akron, and you get you guys beat them seventy four sixty five in front of uh, wow. four thousand six hundred and sixty. Um, this is a, this was a game uh, on March fourteenth. You guys trailed thirty four twenty one with two minutes to play. Uh, in the half, but you would have cut the lead 37-30 at half. Um, you, you were playing VASJ, this is incredible. You were playing in your 10th consecutive <laughs> regional um, wow. the VASJ high school at the time. Um, but you guys completely owned the third quarter. Uh, you uh, held a 22-12 to advantage. Uh, you started, uh, according yeah. to Quaz, you, you started pounding the ball inside. You took a 52 52- uh, 49 lead uh, there into the fourth quarter. Uh, you ended up with 26 in this game. Uh, Bernard Scott had 18. A kid you mentioned early, Datovich, uh had 10. But some of these names for um, for my viewers uh, from Twinsburg, uh, Jerry Crosby was a pretty pretty athletic guy. Had 16. Uh, James Posey. Had 13 yep. games, actually yep. has uh, two NBA yep. rings, one with the Heat, one with the Celtics. Uh, was a really good player down at Xavier uh, for Skip Prosser. Uh, this is a name that uh, maybe some of you will remember, maybe some of you won't. Kelly Herndon, uh, who had 13 in this game, he actually <laughs> would go on to play in the NFL. Uh, he had up until um, – I want to say he had the longest really? interception return in Super Bowl history. Yeah, until James Harrison of the Steelers broke the record. Um, so Kelly Herndon uh, and then a guy named uh, Mark was this Paz Dernick, uh had 12 in this game. But Herndon and Posey, uh, both future pros in, in their respective sports. So uh, Scheller Harrison uh, guarded James Posey most of the night in this game. It seems like he, he – cost him quite a bit of problem uh holding him to, yeah. to 13 which was far yeah, under his so, average so there's this one Do you remember, remember playing these guys and I, and I want to be careful like it, it's 25 years later you know with all the bravado and all that i, I remember coming out and, and and you know i spoke to the inconsistency earlier 
I remember us feeling like, um, you know, we, we, we took an easy in the first half. Um, and, you know, so, you know, and, and it's funny, like similar to that Youngstown game, like there's certain things I just remember. Um, and, I, and I remember feeling like we were never in jeopardy of losing that game. And, and I hate saying that um, and, and that we were going to turn it on. I don't know why. Like, like that's what I remember in that, um, you know, we were kind of, I don't know if, 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 if we were, our heads weren't in it. Um, I just remember coming out of that half, like, look, it's time to go ahead and get this game over with. Um, and I remember us feeling confident like that. Um, you know, that that's the one takeaway I have. I, I, I don't, you know, remember any specific plays like like the Benny game or like the Ed's game? You know, I just remember coming out of that halftime like that. Ah, it's just time to go ahead and handle business. Um, and it, it sounds like um, that's consistent with what took place in the third quarter. Um, yeah, Jer- Jerome, do you think it's kind of you know you you had mentioned this team really did not have that much. Yeah. varsity or big game experience coming into the season. But, you know, you had been there before. You you knew what it was like to, to cut the nuts down in Columbus. Do you think a part of that was that, that like, championship swag that, you know, we're going to find yeah, a way may, to you win know, this maybe. game. So um, let's go out there and do you it. You know, it, it's, it's, you know, some of that and, and – you know, and and we had some pretty good players too, right? So I don't want to, you know, we we had some good players, even yeah, though yeah. you know we didn't have necessarily that quote unquote um, varsity experience outside of me, and then you know um, Luke Dodovic in 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 a couple of games. Um, but yeah, it, it was some of that too. And you know, the other thing I remember about coming into that game, um, I, I can't remember what the newspapers were saying. But I remember us feeling maybe slightly disrespected, and I don't I don't know why I feel that way. Um, yeah, you would expect we wouldn't come out with the first half like we did, but you know I I, I remember feeling I don't know somewhat disrespected, um, you know, by the media for that game. I, I don't know if you, you can't see like do they do favorites <laughs> in high school? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know that that was something I I wanted to ask you, Jerome, because. You know, if you could take us back to that time, you guys, you know, starting there in the late 70s with Clark and then on into the 80s. And and then you, you really started to dominate yeah. uh, at the beginning of the decade there in the 90s. What what was the sense around, you know, Cleveland or, you know, just Northeast Ohio about Joe's? Were, were you guys like the, you know, the the like the Yankees yeah. where, you know, you, you either love them or you hate them. You know, what, what was the feel yeah, around I, I, I think, at that um, time? I think it was more people, you know, we were like the Yankees or we had that kind of heritage. But I think folks were thinking we were on our way down, right? And I'm not even necessarily saying we weren't from that, from a talent. Or mm-hmm. I should say maybe others, you know, the reverse of that is others were on their way up. Maybe is a better way of saying that. Um and, and recruit some of the talent from around. But, uh, you know, I do remember, you know, folks thinking that, um, you know, even particularly that year, right, with Ricardo Crumble and Melvin Levitt, you know, um, leaving to pursue other opportunities, um, you know, that, you know, maybe, you know, we had lost a little bit there, right? Um, 
you know, and, and, you know, Joe's wasn't the Joe's of old, you know? So I remember we still had like that brand and that name and, and that respect and, and, you know, people expected us to be good to some point, right? No one expected us to go to win the state championship. I can pretty much guarantee that, you know, no one expected us to beat Heights in the opening game. Literally no one, you know, evidenced by the plaque that I received. And then, you know, <laughs> um, you know, no one. That's a great us, story. You know, to, to make it out. You know, I don't believe you. Know, that's how I felt. And and for some reason, I feel like folks expected Twinsburg to beat us, you know, which is why I referenced that. But, you know, I, I, I think we had that history, Kurt, but, um, you know, there was doubt, right? And we felt that, right? We felt that doubt, um, you know, and, and, and part of it was probably justified, right? I mean, you, you're looking at a team pretty much outside of a couple of folks, right, that, you know, most of the folks weren't even on that varsity team. They didn't even play varsity. Um, so, yeah, I do ref- I do remember feeling a little disrespected. Right. Um, definitely in that Twinsburg game for some odd reason. And I remember coming out with the mentality that second half just to seek and destroy. Um, but as a whole, I know we definitely as a group felt disrespected. We felt disrespected going into that Heights game. You know, and I don't think I brought that up when we were talking about it earlier. Um massive disrespect we felt going into that game. No one thought we had a chance to win. And it, and it pissed us off um, because, you know, people weren't familiar with us, right? They weren't familiar with our name. Right. We all knew we were, you know, because of AAU, right? We were coming off, right, in 2003, right? We're coming off winning the national championship, I think, right? Um, 15, I think that aligns. Maybe not. Maybe not. Um we're coming off finishing in the top five, top ten again. Um, but I think we won. Man, I don't remember. Um, but I, I, I know us re- recalling that, hey, you know, no one's picking it. up until even the locker room in that Heights game, Kurt. Um, you see, yeah, you just you, you just struck a nerve on that. And I, I, I had to remember that. Um, that <laughs> really pissed off that no one, particularly I remember that Heights game and then coming out that half, time of the twins were a game but that no one thought we had a chance you know they thought we would be okay right they thought we'd be a year out something like that um they didn't they weren't familiar with us they didn't know us right and you know i, I feel like all year we we didn't get the type of respect we deserve um until we won it um you know until we beat you know i think heights i think benedictine was a good win I think Twinsburg, for whatever reason, I don't know why folks, because um, I, 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 obviously I know James Posey. Um, you know, I don't remember the other folks, but, um, yeah, I feel like we, we didn't get the respect um, that we deserved. And, and, and part of that helped is you would think it would keep us more consistent with effort and energy. But um, I do remember feeling that, Kurt. It's funny. You struck a nerve with that. Yeah, I think – I think sometimes when, when you're at the, the top of the mountain, like you guys were, um, everybody's kind of looking for that, you know, that next shiny toy, that, that, that uh, team that's going to come up and, and dethrone you. And, you know, every year they, they look for that team or that pair of teams that, that could possibly knock you off. And, and it did, uh, you know, just going back and doing some reading appear that Twinsburg was one of those teams that was kind of, that uh, new shiny <laughs> toy that may be able to to dethrone Joe's 
Uh, and it didn't happen. Um, and, and in your next game, uh, you know, I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on because uh, you kind of take apart uh, Navarre Fairless. Uh, you guys had like an 87-53 lead in this game before you mm-hmm. kind of emptied the benches, end up winning 90-70. to 70. Uh, Bernard had another good game. He had 26. You had 23-11. and 11. Um, Fairless played like five kids. Uh, two of those guys, Kevin Billy uh, had 20. He, he would go on to actually be the head coach okay. at Fairless um, later on. Uh, Chad Mercer, Chad Mercer was a second team all state guy. He had 20 as well, but, uh, five guys, uh, no matter really how good those five guys are not going to beat, uh, you guys, um, with the type of, uh, of team and, and pedigree that you had and you rolled into the state, uh, beating those guys. Now these numbers are kind of staggering. So you guys head into the state tournament that year having won, at the time, 18 district titles, six regionals, uh, five appearances in state title games, three state championships, um, and this was all prior to heading down to Columbus. Um, so in Columbus this year, uh, the other semifinal game was Cambridge and Clyde. Uh, Cambridge okay. uh, runs Clyde out 66 oh, wow. 46 in front of uh, 13,276. Um, so, you know, that looking at that game, um, you know, Cambridge, you know, kind of <laughs> had their way there. Uh, Dustin Ford, yeah. uh, Jamil, Jamil Turner, and those guys uh, were able to, to take care of business there. Uh, Jason Spencer had a big game, uh, and they advanced. Uh, but you guys would have a little bit uh, more difficult outing. Uh, you played a really tough Cincinnati McNicholas team uh, that you would eventually beat 61-51 okay. in front of 11,709. Uh, so you trailed uh, in this game 17-8 after one and then 32-26 at half. Uh, but you guys w- would come back. Um, Detovic, uh, gave you a lead at 40 to 39 with 53 seconds to go in the third on a 10 footer. Um, Detovic was six to seven from the field in this game. Uh, so you guys held McNick scoreless, uh, from the 422 mark of the third to the 544 mark of the fourth. Um, so, you know, According to – and you would remember this, um, you apparently were struggling there in the first half. Um, you were saddled with some foul trouble, and Coach Kwasniak uh, apparently <laughs> said, okay. when are you going to start playing? <laughs> um, and that's uh, okay. according to to uh, Eddie Dwyer there from the Plain Dealer. Um and you responded. You scored the first two baskets of the second half, uh, which one of those was a baseline dunk. Um, w- you know, I think, I think Quaz, you know, may have mentioned this. Um, was it maybe the the nerves uh, that got you kind of off to that slow um, start against you know, Nick? It's. I'm, I'm thinking about this. Um... Because it's not your first time down there. 
um, at St. John Arena. But, you know, this time, not that you weren't a, a good player the year before, but this time you're kind yeah, of the centerpiece you know, um, of this team. And, and, again, I want to be careful. I mean, this, we're talking 25 years here. I, I remember feeling like um, – and, and I'm a step there, but you know, as we were talking, I, I had this. It, it seems like these are accurate, but I, I remember coming out of the Benedictine game, you know, feeling a little pumped up about, um, um, yet also disrespected about Twinsburg. Um, and then once we got past Twinsburg, quite frankly, um, and, and maybe this is some of the reason I, I, I remember feeling like we thought it was over. Right, like um, you know, the, the the state was ours to lose. You know, we were very familiar with the Cambridge team, which you know we'll talk about that because uh, we we scrimmage we used to scrimmage them every year, um, and but before the before the season started, but you know, to to, to your question, I, I think some of that maybe just be being um, I don't know if it's nerves or a little too overconfident, um. You know, again, I, I just remember a thought of, like, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't want to get at that because they they came into this uh, game at fifteen okay. and ten. Their record was fifteen and ten, and I didn't, I didn't know if maybe that was, you know, because as young kids, right, right, you look at and go I, fifteen yeah, I'm and a, I'm ten. Say we lost ten games. <laughs> How are they going to beat us? <laughs> I will say that. Um, and, and and I feel like, yeah. God, I hate saying it because, you know, I don't want it to come across the, 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 the wrong way. And so hopefully I'm articulating it appropriately. But, you know, I, I, I remember us just thinking, okay, we knew Cambridge, right? And so we were probably looking ahead a little bit um, and um, really didn't – I don't think our minds were there. I'm just going to be honest. <laughs> You know, I, I I don't know how focused we were for that game. Um, yeah. And, you know, luckily, you know, we were able to, to bring it together. Um, you know, and, and, and Coach Quaz's words were appropriate um, because I think my play reflected that, you know. And then I remember trying to turn it on coming out of the half. And, you know, I remember the dunk, you know, trying to get going and trying to get – I remember that dunk like it was yesterday, um, trying to get started. Um you know, um, but I, I think we were just kind of flat, <laughs> to be honest, um, that we, we you know, and, and hopefully I'm not speaking out of turn on this, um, but uh, I, I think we just weren't ready to go, to be straight. And, and maybe maybe more so me than anyone else and, and, and thinking that, you know, it was ours to lose and looking forward to playing Cambridge, who we always scrimmage, you know, I, I, that we thought we were better than. But, um, you know, I think some of that contributed to it, Kurt. Uh, just not being, you know, completely ready mentally, which you find hard to believe, right, going into a state championship <laughs> final four. But, yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know that's that's uh, the the beauty of, of of high school sports. You're still dealing with 15, 16, 17, and eighteen year olds, and you never know, you know, what their mindset's going to be. Um, and, and it's only human to you know when you you're coming off a state championship year, you're playing this team with ten losses. You know, 
even though they're there in the final four and, and that's, you know, incredibly respectable. Uh, sometimes as a young person, it's, it's really hard to look past that. Um, for uh, McNick, Chris Wilson ended up with 20 and Tim Napke had 12. You guys held, and this was kind of a common theme at uh, in the final four, you held McNick to 35% shooting while you guys shot 51% from the field. Um, and, and this kind of proves um, you guys didn't make a three in this game. You only took three. You're 0 for three. But here was the game that I, that I had kind of circled. You were wow. 9 of 23 from the free throw line in this game and, and still were able to. Um, and this kind of just goes to show you when you really – you know, make it difficult uh, for the other team on the offensive end uh, with your defense, um, holding them to 35% shooting, and then you're shooting such a high percentage um, on the other end. Uh, you know, you were able to overcome that 9 of 23 at the free throw line, and young guys, uh, uh, VASJ didn't even make a three, so, um, and, and they were still able to win by 10. You had 24 and seven, but you played most of the second half with four fouls and Dale had 15. Wow. Um, yeah, that, that nine of 23, you know, it kind of just boggles my mind, um, you know, how yeah, good I'm, I'm, must I you have been to overcome that? Gosh, so we weren't a bad shooting team. Like, um, you know, I'm just remembering the individual players, like none of us, you know, 15 footers, you know, that, that, that sweet spot in between pretty decent I'm, I'm just shocked at that um wow i really can't believe that that stat um but yeah i i guess you know we we you know it was hard between sheller day myself um dale excuse me um you know not many teams can match us in fact i, I don't know if any matched us all year um from an inside perspective so um you know it, it's i guess that helped us overcome it um and maybe we were the three contributing to the to that percentage um that is very interesting but um yeah probably offense i you know if, if i was going to dig into some of the analytics i imagine you know we we typically maybe out rebounded teams particularly on the offensive you know rebounding um i don't even know if we broke rebounds down like that back then but um i imagine some of that played a role in us being able to overcome some of those things um so yeah, yeah, I, I hate hearing that stat, but I'm thinking the inside play is, is what led us to overcoming that. Now, we, we mentioned, you know, I just mentioned Quaz asking you when you were going to wake up but uh, and start playing. You know, I'm assuming you probably remember this, but it was not a, a foregone conclusion that he was going to even be coaching uh, at the state tournament that year, he was at the uh, Euclid Hospital there with, uh, the, oh, I believe, I, the I, week prior, I, battling like bleeding ulcers. Yeah, I, I, you know, I've talked to him, you know, many times, and I don't, I don't ever remember him mentioning that. I actually wow. read that uh, in the Plain Dealer back then, but yeah, he was, he was battling uh, bleeding ulcers. Uh, wow the week prior to the state tournament. And uh, one of those games, uh, you know, so that, you know, that's, uh, 
yeah. That's uh, something that's that's tough to deal with, obviously. Uh, but he, he did did make it back. Um, of course, he wasn't going to miss a matchup right. with his old buddy, uh, the late great uh, Gene Ford, down there at uh, Cambridge. Um, you know, and as you mentioned, this is a team you were familiar with. Uh, take a step back uh, in 1992. Um, Joe's beat Cambridge. Uh, in the state <laughs> semifinals that year, 58-57, in front of uh, 13,188. That Cambridge team uh, was led by uh, the great Geno Ford, who was averaging 36.5 points per game. Um, Joe's held him to 22 that night uh, and was able to – get away with a one-point win. Sounds right. Um, I believe Mike right. Moran was the coach of that, the head coach of that Joe's team. Uh, and then they, they would beat St. Charles in the final for the second of a back-to-back uh, with not the 91 team. So Cambridge is not unfamiliar to you guys. You scrimmage them. You know, when you look at Cambridge, Coach Ford always got the most out of, you know, when you – when you're in the warm-up lines, you look down and you see you guys, and you look down and you see, you know, yeah. Dustin Ford in there at five eight or five nine, whatever he was going in for layups. You're thinking to yourself, you know, you know how how can this be? But you guys were familiar with these guys. You knew what they were about. Um, so heading into this game, what what was the what was the mindset? Did you guys, you know, did you guys think? Yeah, you know, we've um, seen these guys before. We know we know what their mo is. You know, they're probably going to try to. You know, I, I know Gene uh, when he felt like the other team had a little bit more talent than he did. Um, he would, uh, uh, you know, tend to to pull the ball out and, and try to run some clock. And you'll appreciate this. Uh, he did say after the game, this is this is the great Gene Ford. In this game, in this game, he's referring to basketball. Quick, quick gets tired. Big doesn't get small. And in my case, dumb doesn't get smarter. Prior to the game? <laughs> so, oh, okay, okay. No, he said that after after the game uh, in reference to his – you know, they had, I think they were mentioning his, yeah. you know, his son and, and Jamil Turner were both pretty, pretty quick guards. Um, but he said that quick doesn't <laughs> get tired, but quick gets tired, but big doesn't get small. Uh, and in my case, dumb doesn't get smarter. But, uh, you, you know, the, here's a here's another common theme, Jerome. You guys hold Cambridge to 30 percent shooting. Well, you know, and they were and they were coming mm-hmm. off a. 57% shooting performance against Clyde in a semifinal. So you guys really must have got after them. Uh, Dustin Ford did end up with 21. You held Jamil Turner to 10. Um, you led 38-23 after the third. So it looked like you guys were pretty much in control no, into the fourth. Was this and, ever a game um, that you felt I, I like you guys again, weren't in control, control of? Um, you know, I, we, we felt pretty confident coming in i feel like we didn't have that flat though um and or what you you were saying the the first quarter second quarter scores were but i know us being definitely more focused um and more up for that 
as as I truly believe we looked ahead um, from the game prior. But you know, I I, I remember us feeling pretty confident. Um, you know that that we had the the better team at the time, um, and our abilities to to pull it out. Um, I do remember that. I, I don't remember you know the, those feelings that I had in the Benedictine and Ed's game that sense of nervousness that nervousness that I never had quite frankly in the semifinal um, you didn't hear me share that um, I, I, I don't remember having that you know in that game in these 25 years later um, but you know I, I, I do remember you know we knew them well particularly Dustin who I think played at OU if I'm not mistaken at Ohio University. Yeah, um, and so I would see him, you know, over at Ball State. But correct, you know, yep. we did like those guys. Uh, even even though we we only saw him once a year, felt like, you know, it was like um, it was meant to be for us to play in this game, and had a a, a huge amount of respect for those guys. But um, I I do recall us feeling particularly confident um, going into that game, going into that game, but not um, definitely not to the point where, like the previous game, that I think we were coming in flat. I don't remember that. I think we had the energy and was ready to go. Well, you guys certainly were. You shot 55% from the field. You held them, as I said, to 30%, which was 27% less than they shot in the semis. Um, Again, uh, not much behind the arc. You only took three threes. You did make one here, so you were – you were one of six in your two state tournament games from three. Uh, you were 11 of 17 from the free throw line this game, so a little bit better. Uh, you finished with 16. Scheller had 10. Uh, Luke had 10. Dale had eight points and nine rebounds. Bernard Scott had yep. five. And then a guy we haven't mentioned, um, TJ Kwasniak, he ended up with five points and five assists in this game. And, and I, and I, would be remiss if I didn't mention it because he was a, a key part of your team. What was it that TJ brought to the table? Obviously, he was not a guy that was, you know, scoring <laughs> yeah, he, I mean, he was a three-point shooter. What was it I, that I don't he know if, brought yeah, to your team? What his points were, but, um, you know, uh, you know, five, obviously, and maybe that's a two and a three. Um, but he shot the three. You know, he, he was he was our guy that helped stretch the floor. You know, um, Dadovic, Luke, the point guard, and, and Bernard could both shoot it. Um, you know, they could both shoot the three, but, you know, I think TJ was a little more consistent, and he helped stretch the floor. You know, I think he came off – I think he came off the bench that year, if I'm not mistaken, or Dale did, one or the other. Um, you know, uh, but his, his role was to stretch it, stretch the floor. Um and he did a good job at that. You know, I, I think in the scouting reports, people would have, hey, he's the shooter. Um, don't leave him open. And, and so he, you know, helped provide a little bit of coverage for us, you know, so we could do our damage inside. So you guys, ironically, end up winning this game 58-46 to capture the school's fourth state title in five years. Uh, you score 50, the Joe scores 58, which was the same amount of points that the 92 Joe's team scored to beat uh, uh, Cambridge, which was uh, two different games. The, the 92 game was much closer with, with Gino and those guys. But um, so, some interesting quotes after the game. Um, and I'll, Coach Ford, 
um, going to bat for, for you guys after the game. And, and I kind of poked around at this at the a little bit ago, and he said, I tell you, I'm tired of people taking shots at Bill Angela St. Joseph's because they're a parochial school. Um, they have quality kids, and Ted obviously knows how to coach talent. Um, Dustin Ford had Dustin Ford said they are a heck of a basketball team with great athletes. Uh, if we played them seven <laughs> times, I'm not sure we could beat them once. Um, so they had they had great respect for you guys. Um, and then two quotes that that I, I wanted to mention to you. Uh, I really like Sheller Harrison said St. Joe is a unique school. Uh, we've got kids from the inner city and kids from the suburbs like me. We have a variety of different kids and we all get along. And then uh, Coach Quaz said, there's nothing like walking into the locker room after winning a state yeah. championship and seeing the expressions on the faces of the kids. As coaches, we're fortunate to get great kids who come from a great school. It goes hand in hand. So with that being said, um, you got to do this twice. You got to, you got to end your season twice uh, without a loss at the end of the season, which every other school uh, in your division ends their season with a loss. But you got to do it twice where you were left standing at the end. Was there a difference in feeling uh, with you? You were more of like, a, you know, like I said earlier, the central center point of this team. Oh yeah, was I it mean, a it, different it was, no feeling winning this one right. as opposed uh, to the year before? You know, we we thought we were good coming into the year. I actually had a um, right. a scope on my knee before the season two, um, and didn't know if I was even going to be ready for that Cleveland Heights game. But you know, I I, I it was definitely different, right? And that even myself, I, I played some minutes, but. You know, we won those games fairly easy the prior year in in the state championship. I mean, we were just loaded again, right? Because um, even as a sophomore, right, I, I, you know, didn't have a hard time playing against varsity folks, and I was coming off the bench. Um, and, you know, I remember us feeling like, okay, you know, we earned this, right? Like, um, you know, we, we proved everyone wrong. We felt disrespected all year. Um, you know, no one gave us a shot. You know, they thought we wouldn't be back there. Um, and it felt really good, you know, for us to be able to, um, you know, to, to, to um, do that with the, with the way we did it, with the team comprised of, you know, again, folks that hadn't really, um, you know, been on varsity. Um, and so, yeah, Kurt, I, I appreciate that question and that, you know, we, we felt a massive satisfaction. Um, and, and, you know, a lot of that being driven by proving folks wrong that did not think we had the team to get it done. Well, I don't, I don't want to end on this note, but I think it's, it's part of your story in the, you know, we will do a 25th anniversary (laughs) series next year as well. And, you know, we'll be talking to Orville again, but ending this, and I I truly believe that, you know, I I think it was the de facto state championship game uh, the following year in the regional finals when you lost to Orville 68-65. 
the expectations were different that year because you did return so yep. many pieces off of that um, that team. And I admit, I mentioned this before you got on here in our intro. Orville kind of, Orville kind of, you know, stopped you from a couple of things. One, uh, if it wasn't for Marcel Denson, you probably end up state player of the year that year, um, without a doubt. And okay. two, <laughs> if it's not, you know, because Orville was in Division Three the year prior. And if it wasn't for Orville moving up, you probably win your third consecutive state championship again, without a doubt. Um, so, uh, do do you remember, you know, finishing it up? You know, what was the? Yeah, did you end up so, with two state yeah. ranks. Obviously, we 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 all we all want as many as we can get. Um, yeah. What what was the, the you, know, you know that was it um, that was that was your your final game at Joe's. That, that, that's it's so hard, Kirk. To your point, to 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 end on a note like that, and quite frankly, to end on a note where I don't think I played very well. I think I had sixteen points, something like that. Um, and also, and in the game prior, I had like thirty eight against um, Warrensville, I think it was. <clears throat> and um, you know, and and I hate to say this. Not that the team felt this way, mm-hmm. you know. I, I I took that one personal, and that I don't think I came prepared. I think you know, my head was a little big coming out of that Warrensville game. You, you can see it still bothers me, by the way. Um, you know, my my head was a little big coming out of that Warrensville game. Um, you know, I, 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 <laughs> I you know, it, it's I probably was way personally. I, now this is different. I'm not saying the team felt this way. Personally, I think I was way too overconfident coming into that game. Um, I think a lot of those folks, and, and maybe I heard like on that team, were like football players, right? They were going on to play football. Yeah, see, oh, God, I remember. And and I remember Correct. thinking, like, come on, man. Like, and, and people were talking about how good they were, and like, there's no way we're going to destroy these guys. And personally, I mean, I played horrible. I remember it being just flat and I could not turn it on, um, you know, as, as I had gotten away with maybe in some games um, and, you know, get it going. So that one, I, like I literally took that game personal um, and still to this day, like I let the team down in that game because, you know, I did not come focused in that game like I should have. Um, and it's so funny how that sticks with me now 25, 25 years later. Um, and, and how, you know, when you get those opportunities, you, know, you have to take advantage. And, and it's not to take anything away from them. I mean, they were a good team. I mean, when we lost to them, we were like, oh, God, they're, they're, they're going to win it. It's done. <laughs> it's over, right? Like, um, and, you know, when we heard they won it, we weren't surprised at all. Yeah. yeah they they yeah. were a very good team. Um, you know, and so I want to make sure I mention that. You know, but, I, you know, but, you know you, to your question, you're asking me what I took away. All these years later, and, and and imagine even how I felt back then. But even 25 years later, the sting of just me feeling like I was not ready in that game, which is a controllable, right? That's you know, it's one thing for me to to feel like I'm up and the ball's not going in, but you know, I know my mind wasn't prepped and ready for that game. You know, I was there in body, but not not fully there like you know I typically was, and was way too overconfident coming out of that Warrensville game, which, you know, we, you know, Warrensville was pretty good. And, 
you know, I, I think we beat them, you know, relatively easy. Um, you know, and I hate saying that because, you know, all teams are good when you get to a certain spot. But, you know, there was a lot of hype around that Warrensville team. And, and I think we went in and, and pretty much put that game away really early. Um, and just I did not have that focus. I just remember. I remember my interview after the game. And I, I think I even mentioned that, um, you know, after after the game. But, yeah, that was still stings, man. I mean, that was a good team. They were solid. But I personally feel like I didn't have it, and because it was it was still a close game. I think at the what, what did we lose by two? Sixty eight, sixty five. Okay. We yeah, lost sixty eight, sixty five. So it was okay. Like uh, it was right there. A uh, 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 jumper at the right elbow. Um, you know, I don't know what it is, a twelve foot or whatever that is, and it rimmed out. I think we were down two at that time, which is why I said down two and. Uh, and we had battled back too. I think we were down that whole game, um, and, and and it was one of those things. Like if I think about the year prior, how many of those games that you were reading off those stats, and we had to come back, come back, right, come back. And you know, this was one of those games. And mm-hmm. me personally, not again, not the team. A lot of times I was speaking from a team perspective in, in my recollection, but um, this was personal. And I do not think I was ready. And, and, I, and I think maybe in the fourth quarter, started to get a little bit of it going. Um, and it just wasn't, you know, just didn't have enough time. Um, but they, they were a solid team, but that was still stings. And, the, and, the, 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 and, the, and, it, and it stinks, though, because what stings is the thought that, you know, I wasn't prepared going into that game. So, but, you know, um, it, it's a lesson to folks, right? Like, you know, you, <laughs> you know, you 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 got to go. You know, on the heels of the last dance. I don't know if you had a chance to check that out with, with Mike. Right? It, it's but that's the difference, right? That's that's what makes him so great. Now, obviously, I oh I, yeah I, yeah. It's funny. I apply those lessons, you know, in, in my my personal life with the 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 way I approach business and you know work here. You know, um, I'm in sales like so many other athletes, right? Where you, you get into where you compete and. And where you can exploit some of those things, and um, you know, it's I, I I think of some of those lessons, you know, of, of taking the foot off the pedal, and you know, I'm I'm someone right that keeps the the pedal to the metal at all times now, you know, in everything I do, right, and so that that's a huge. I, I hate to use the word regret, <laughs> but it stung for a long time, and even 25 years later, that thing is still there. Um, yeah, and, and I don't mind losing. Like, no one wants to lose, but, man, to feel like I didn't bring it, though. Ah. Ah. Yeah. Well, make no mistake about it. Um, you know, it was it was an incredible run. Um, you guys win two state championships uh, on the brink of making another – uh, just an incredible uh, run through the 90s there for VASJ. When I asked uh, uh, Babe, uh, I said, you know, thinking about bringing uh, Jerome on and, and uh, you know, he gave me your number and he said, yeah, Jerome's the best. Uh, and and yeah. you certainly Thanks have, have been great, man. I, I really appreciate yeah, you coming fun. on and taking his time and, and taking us down – taking us down memory lane and, 
you know, Joe's is uh, Joe's is one of the iconic uh, programs yeah, in Ohio I history, it, and yeah. you were uh, yeah, a big, big down, part of that. So, Jerome, we really appreciate it, man. One of the things I was thinking early on is, is man, we're going to have to have a reunion. <laughs> I mean, and, and, and it's going to be not just like Joe's, but a little bit of AAU, too. We were all so tight, <laughs> and we all played together. You know, Luke was on our, our Carroll teams. You know, um, I didn't mention yeah. that earlier. Luke Dodovic was on the team playing behind Jeremy Holmes. Um, so, yeah, I, I appreciate this. It, it was fun. And, and you know, I, I foresee, assuming, you know, we can have events over, you know, 30 to 40 people, I assume, you know, we're going to have a reunion this summer. <laughs> because... Yeah. I yeah. Well, maybe this like, uh, maybe this podcast will help yeah. uh, help get that get that ignited. So I right, appreciate it. You have a good one as well. <laughs> Got it. All right. Jer-